podcast, Get Aligned, brought to you by Foot Solutions, a foot wellness company that specializes in custom orthotics and healthy footwear. For over 20 years as a leader in foot wellness, our highly trained board certified foot experts have been evaluating, solving, and preventing foot and joint issues at our retail locations across the globe. This podcast, Get Aligned, where we learn from different professionals to discuss just how important the feet really are and share some insight into how taking care of your feet can benefit your overall well-being. Each episode, we will feature a different guest and they will impart what I like to call a life nugget. I am your host, Brian Scott. So without further ado, let's introduce our guest for today. Mike Martin was born and raised in Washington, D.C. and attended the University of Illinois, a wide receiver playing football for the Fighting Illini for four years. During his senior year, he caught a record 77 receptions for 1,068 yards. After his illustrious college career, Mike was chosen by the Bengals in the eighth round of the 1983 NFL Draft. He played seven seasons, not only helping the Bengals on offense, but on special teams, he returned kickoffs and led the league in punt returns. He was a member of the Bengals team, which went to the 1989 Super Bowl, losing to the San Francisco 49ers. In his post-NFL career, Mike has been a coach, entrepreneur, and is also a member of the NFL Players Choir that has been featured on America's Got Talent. Y'all give it up for Mike Martin. I am so excited to be having this. Get Mike. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, B. I got to tell the world, like, as my player choir brother, this this interview right here, this podcast episode <laughs> is exciting for me. <laughs> so I want to talk football for a moment real quick. At what age did you start playing the game? I always like to know this. I started playing probably when I was five. You started at five years old. Five years old. And now was that tackle or touch? It was tackle. Tackle football at five. Played, yeah, played I'm tackle. I'm jealous football. because I wanted to play it at five, but they made me play touch at five, not tackle. So <laughs> See, you know, we played in the neighborhood all the time. Yes. But in my neighborhood, they had a tackle team that was, I mean, they would go years undefeated. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you were able to play, they started recruiting you at the age of five. At the age of five. Okay, I love it. And so growing up, did you have a favorite player or team that you looked at and that you rooted for? You know what? I love the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings. But let me tell you. The purple what? people eaters. Because of the color purple. There it is. I love purple. Okay. okay. That was it. So who on that team, you know, did you try to emulate your game after? Um, I was... Very good with running with the ball. Okay. And I used to like the Chuck Foreman spin that he would do and <laughs> seemed like he 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 would pull off a spin almost every game. Every game. And so I'm like, man, Chuck, Chuck got it down, man. Yes. Yeah. But I, I wound up being a receiver. Okay. Excellent. And so the other question I love to ask is I know when you were going through the recruiting process to go to college, who were your top four schools? Um Purdue. Okay. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Illinois. And Tulane. Okay. And how did you settle in on the University of Illinois? I was all set to go to Purdue. And one of my friends went for a visit. And when he came back, I said, how was it? He's like, man, it was great, Mike. I had a great time. I said, did you see my name up on their depth chart? He said, yep. He said, "Uh, am I the number one receiver on their board? He was like, no. (laughs) I said, are you serious? Like, no. He said, you, he said, as a matter of fact, I don't even think you went in the top 10. What? I said, this whole time they kept telling me I was the number, their number one recruit. So I said, okay. And Wake Forest and Tulane didn't get to, I didn't get to, I visit Tulane. Uh-huh. I didn't get to visit Wake Forest. Okay. That was all because 
when Illinois came, I had a linebacker that was at my high school was everyone's all American. Everyone wanted this guy. Yeah. And when schools would come in, they would say, we're looking for Mike Welcher. Mm-hmm. We'll take Mike, Mike Martin along if, you know, if he wants to come. If he comes. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, but I'm all American. Okay. Right. I'm an all American, you know, yeah, yeah. but, but all the, all the major schools were coming in after this guy. And so the University of Illinois came in uh-huh. and they said, uh, we look for Mike. I said, okay. I said, Mike Welch. I said, let me go get him. I said, no, Mike Martin. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Really? That's me. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay. He said, well, yeah. He said, we'd love to sit down to talk to you. And uh, they gave me their spiel, and, you know, about this school and, you know, being able to graduate and all this. And so they said, uh, we'd like, love to talk to your mom. Yeah. And the guy came, came to the house, met with my mom. My mom fell in love with the guy because he said, if your son comes here, I will personally take care of him. Come on. I will make sure. Yes. And so she, yeah. her, her thing was, okay, you're going to Illinois. Somebody, <laughs> so she, somebody she, promised me <laughs> that he was going to look after my baby. Right. You're right. going to Illinois. So she made the decision for yes. you. <laughs> but, when I, but the thing is, when I went to Illinois, I met some people who are my friends to this day. Okay. They wound up yeah. being in my wedding. Yep. You know, and they yep. weren't even ball players. Really? Yes. Okay. They weren't ball. I just, yeah. one guy who was supposed to have been my uh, chaperone uh-huh. gave his roommate money, the money to take me out, gave it to him. And he said, he, the guy told him, he said, man, I don't want to deal with this guy. He said, you take him, take him out. Wow. So me and this guy, we hit it off. I mean, I'm a, you know, I play football. I play basketball as well. Okay. And so he's a okay. big basketball player. In high school and college? Yes. Yeah, in high school. Okay. Okay. But he knew all about DC ball players. Yes. Being from Washington, DC, DC. Oh, he knew all about the DC ball players. So he said, uh, man, I, I remember, you know, Adrian Branch and, uh, you know, all the guys from that went to uh, DeMatha High School in Maryland. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. So he said, man, you come to Illinois, you can hang out with us. Mm. I said, okay. There it I is. I said, I felt comfortable. Felt, yeah. I, yeah. And that was the thing for me, being able to feel comfortable. Because I knew, one, getting an opportunity for a good education, if you apply yourself, you can do that anywhere. That. Yes, that's true. If you, if you apply yourself. Right. Um, but the other thing, socially. Mm-hmm. You know, how was I going to fit in socially? Right. And, uh, you know, me being a social guy, <laughs> I said I had to have I had to have a social life. Yeah, to have a social life. And yeah. uh, I went to Illinois, man. It was the best thing ever happened. I love that. And see, so now I'm dating myself, right? And okay. you really. <laughs> so going to Penn State, Big Ten, but I know Penn State wasn't part of the Big Ten back when you went to college. Right. So who was your biggest rival? <sighs> you know, <laughs> um, our, our, our coach came in after my freshman year. Uh-huh. He came in the, in the spring of my freshman year. And he was a big junior college recruiter. Okay. Big 10, big 10 teams like the Michigans, Ohio State, they, were, you know, they couldn't believe, how, you, how is this guy going to win bringing in all these junior college guys? Mm. And we started being competitive, and they hated us. <laughs> and they hated you for so it. So <laughs> it wound up being whoever we played right, wound right. up being one of the teams that we hated. But every game, every year I played against Purdue, uh-huh. I had the biggest play in the Big Ten. <laughs> you had that game circled on your yes. calendar every year, huh? And I'll never forget, the coaches would say, I wish you would practice like this every week. <laughs> he said, you get up for you get up for Purdue 
like it's it you know, yeah, personal. And it was, man. It was. You know, they they told me I was their guy, and yes. I wasn't. So me getting a chance to know you, I know after you got done your playing career, and it was seven years in the NFL, correct? Yes. Yeah. You were able to jump right into the business world. Yes. Tell us how, and and, and even me, right? Because right. I know a lot of athletes, we struggle with it. We we hit this, okay, we played in the league, and then we were like, we get lost. What's next? Yeah. How did you just jump right in and can, can keep your stride? Well, you know, my wife and I, we love to we love to go out and socialize and, and just have a good time. And in Cincinnati, they didn't have a lot of stuff for my age group. And so I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm going to create my own. And so I started doing these parties called Final Fridays. Okay. Final Fridays. Final Fridays. Okay. They, they, they had a first Friday, but it was young. Okay. So I, so I, I marketed as... Hey, here's a place where you can come and be around people your age without any, you know, any foolishness, any, yeah, no yeah. problems. That's right. Everybody just come and had a good time. Uh-huh. And what I did was I created, I would go to hotels and they would give me almost their entire hotel. I had four ballrooms with different events going on. Wow. I would have a live DJ, uh-huh. an old school DJ. <laughs> I would have comedy. I would have a fashion show. I would have, you name it. Every 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 month, mm-hmm. we would have a different event. Yes, and so it got to the point, man, where I was getting people from the Midwest. I was getting people coming from Florida because we because when we were in hotels, they can come and book a room, right? Stay at the and hotel, stay there. yeah. And so yeah. the hotel started bidding for my services. Wow. And so I never ever paid rent at yes, any of these places because they kept saying, you know what. <laughs> Man, we're having great nights on your events. Uh-huh. Uh, we'd love for you to come. I mean, they would literally looking, look, hunting me up yes. to, to talk to me about bringing my, bringing my party to their event. But I said, uh, man, if I was getting the door and the bar, I would, I would <laughs> kill the game. Killing it. <laughs> so I went into owning my own, own uh, nightclubs and bars. Nice. Okay. And so yeah. what I would do is I would find a place that was struggling because mm-hmm. I had a following. Yeah. Because I was getting like 2,500 people at my final Friday. Wow. And so I would find a place that was struggling that was big enough to hold my crowd. Mm-hmm. And I would come in and ask the guy, hey, man, you ought to let me come in. I can turn this around and then I can buy you out. Yeah. And I, I did that like five that's times. That's how you did that. I did that five times. I had five different places, which all of them were successful. That is amazing. And are you still doing this now? Uh, you know what? Um, I've had Final Friday reunions back in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Final oh my goodness. We just had one. We just had one in November. Uh huh. And it was insane. It was lit. People. People were telling me that they hadn't had this much fun since I left Cincinnati, which was eight years ago. Yeah. And uh, they were like, Mike, man, can you come back at least every three months and do something? I'm like, man, I can't fool with y'all. Like <laughs> so y'all going to have me getting a divorce, man. <laughs> so I, can't, I can't do it. Can't do it. Well, I know currently you do have a foundation. Yes. It's called the Marcus Martin Foundation. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, Marcus was my son. I lost him eight years ago to a pulmonary embolism. Mm. And uh, I tell people all the time, it's almost like, uh, you know, having your son uh in a terrible car accident or having him shot or something it's it's people you know when i go i talk to a lot of parent groups that have lost a child and i tell them to to gun violence and i tell them i didn't lose my child like uh to gun violence but um in my mind and heart 
he was with me one day and the next day he was gone. Mm. And he wasn't sick. Uh, he just told me he wasn't feeling well. Went to the doctor. He was in D.C. at the time. He was working mm-hmm. in D.C. He said he wasn't feeling well. Went to the doctor. I said, uh, so what's going on? He was like, I don't know. I was talking to my brother. My brother said that, you know what, Mike, I'm going to take him home. They're not really doing much. I said, no, they want him to stay for observations. Let him stay there. And I said, hey, man, listen, call me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Let me know how you're feeling. All right. Love you, Pop. Love you, too. I get a call 630 the next morning. They tell wow. me he's gone. Man. Blew my world away. I mean, just... You know, it it it, it numbed me. Mm-hmm. I was in disbelief. I I and it's funny. I remember what I did. I it was like a light. It was a a, a light rainy day. It was like early in the morning. It was a little misty rain. Mm-hmm. I had no shoes on. I had some shorts and a t shirt, and I walked up and down the street screaming, and all my neighbors came out. Yeah, and. uh they were like, Mike, what's going on? I said, Marcus is gone. Yeah, my, my, you know, my man is gone. And when I tell you it changed my life, it literally changed my life. I mean, mm-hmm. um, because of the type of young man he was, it put me in such a great place. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so now I can wake up with a smile on my face yeah. because I know he's watching over me. I, I'm a true believer that, you know, God sends down angels to protect us. Yeah. Yeah. That's mine. It's yours. That's my angel. He's protecting us and his family. So the the foundation is great because you you found a way to carry on his legacy. Yes. Right. Yeah. And uh, so the foundation it's geared towards what? Yeah. We we give out college scholarships. Mm-hmm. We uh, we do free youth camps for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also did a uh, oh, uh, uh, they call it the Beverly Run. Okay. And the Marcus Martin Foundation is one of the one of the sponsors of it. Okay. And I create my own team of Marcus runners. Yes. And uh we get out and we dominate, man. So and you're actually running or is this no, the walk? I walk. I walk. <laughs> <laughs> I walk. Some people run. I'm I'm walking. You're a walker. I'm walking. You're wa- yes. I appreciate that. I am now a walker as well. Yes, yes. The knees don't allow me to run like my the, hips like don't allow to. me Your to do it. Your hips don't allow you yes. to run. So I gotta ask, being on this get a line podcast brought to you by Foot Solutions, when you walk, hips bad, have you do you experience anything, you know, any type of pain in the hips, feet, knees? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'll never forget this. Um, the first, the first walkathon that I got involved in. Yes. Uh, I said, you know what? I said, I'm gonna get out. My wife was like, "Don't you get out and walk all those miles with those with with everyone?" I said, "I got it." I said, "I'm leading. I got, my, I got my speaker on my back, you know." And I'm like, "We walking. Right, we gonna right. go do it." Yeah, man. When I got back. My hips, my feet, everything was like just burning and all, just yeah. aching. And I said, "Oh, I this can't be right." Mm-hmm. I said, "I I said I know I'm up there in age, but there's some people out here older than me, and I know <laughs> they came back, you know, feeling a lot better than I did." Yeah. So that was the first year. Yes. How did you improve upon that? What, what what was your remedy? My remedy was I said, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I need to find the right shoes that's going to help. There it is. Yeah, and uh, a I good went, pair I, of shoes. Yeah, man. I got me a good pair of shoes. Yes. And yes, man, it 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 changed everything. It changes the yeah. It, it took a lot of pressure off my hips. It does. 
My feet was feeling feeling good feeling when good. I was finished. <laughs> the so. importance of the feet. And I know they've been through a lot, man. Oh, yeah. People don't understand playing football. You played since you were five, all the way up, four years of high school, four years of college, seven years in the pros. That's a lot of cleats. Let me tell you this, and I didn't tell you this before. Um, I tore ligaments in my foot, which ended my career. Oh, man. That's what ended my career. That's what ended a foot injury. Yes. Yeah. I tore my Achilles the year before. Oh. Came back, ready to go. Yeah. Playing against Buffalo. Tore on up turf. In, up, on turf. Up on in turf. Buffalo. Yeah. Somebody rolled up on me and that was it. Lower leg extremity injuries. Yes. It, that is right up there with concussions in my mind, right? Yeah. How, how guys get hurt yeah. in the NFL. Because the thing and is, yeah. the thing is, I mean, you, you need your feet and, and everything below to walk. That's right. That's the right. function. It, it's the it's the foundation. Yes, and if you yeah. can't walk, man, you can't. You can't. Your do day anything. is messed up. <laughs> you can't do anything at all. So, all right, we're going to break this up for a second. So, Mike, you have to give us, give our listeners, a fun fact about yourself that the world may not know. What is that? I'm going to give you a crazy one. Okay, give you know how they have, like, I guess Rihanna is the halftime show. Yes, this year. Okay, back when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Uh, back in the 80, it was the 89 Super Bowl. With Iggy Wood. Iggy Wood. Oh, yes. I was the halftime show. <laughs> Wait a second, what? <laughs> I was the halftime show. They had an NFL talent contest. It was, yes. was called the Pepsi, Diet Pepsi Talent Challenge. Okay. And it was at SeaWorld in Miami. In my- <laughs> at halftime of the game. And I wound up winning. Doing what? What was your talent? Wait a minute. I, 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 listen, I, uh, I told them that I'm singing yes. Don't Be Cruel. Okay. I had the band the day before going through rehearsal. So I said, y'all know it? They're like, yeah, we know it. I got up there, get ready to sing. They start singing Don't Be Cruel by Elvis Presley. <laughs> Not Bobby Brown. Not Bobby. And they said, oh, wow, Mike, we got to come. We, we got to uh, pick this one up tomorrow. We don't know that one. Okay. And they start playing and I'm like, yes. okay, no, that's not it. Yeah. And so, it's a good, great song, but not so, the one that you're so thinking I of. Had yes. no, I had no rehearsal. Uh-huh. I just got up there and they were like, Mike, you're not going to have time to go over with the band. Just get up there and just knock it out. And I wound up winning. And you just went up there and went, that is amazing. Okay. Listeners, you heard that. <laughs> all right. To all our listeners, shoot me an email at brian at footsolutions.com with, with Mike's fun fact to be entered into a drawing to win a $100 gift card that can be used online or in store at our many Foot Solutions locations. And before we go, Mike, do you have anything exciting that you want our listeners to be aware of? Yeah, I, I did a um, NFL flag football league in Chicago last year. Um, the Chicago Park District was so excited about it. I'm doing two more in Chicago in different areas. So I will have three uh, NFL flag leagues going on in the spring. And nice. uh, the, the Park District is so happy. They said that Martin NFL flag football is getting ready to take over the city of Chicago. Okay, that is excellent. That's awesome. And lastly, to follow Mike, can you and, and your career, what's your social platform and handle that they can follow you? I tell people I'm old school. Old school. Old school. Is so, that like... So, Look, um, so <laughs> MySpace, <laughs> not that old. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, everything I, I even though my daughter got me on Twitter and Instagram yes. and all this other stuff, um, I'm a Facebook guy. Okay, so Facebook. go to go to Facebook, Mike Martin. You'll see a big pretty picture of me sitting up there smiling. Yes, and uh, you'll see my family in the background. I got a picture of my daughter and my son on my Facebook page, and so. They get an opportunity to see that. Excellent. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining man, us. Today, my pleasure. My man. You do a great job, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We have hit the finish line for today. A huge thank you to our guest and a huge thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. 
Hopefully, there was a takeaway from today that you or a loved one can throw in their life solutions bag. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you can always be notified when a new episode drops. Again, I am your host, Brian Scott of the Foot Solutions Get Aligned podcast. Your feet are the foundation of your health. Let us take care of them for you. Until next time, stay well, stay positive, stay moving, and stay dedicated. Oh, 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 oh,